Hey, hey guys, welcome back to another obedience episode. Listen, I am so excited to be doing this particular solo episode because today is a super special day. It is Friday, October 30th, and it is my birthday. And so I wanted to take some time out on this day to record this episode all about how to get white privilege. What? (laughs) First of all, how can black people get white privilege? And what does that have to do with obedience? I'm going to share it all with you today. But you know, today is my birthday. I've been getting some messages that have really been resonating with me from people that I love. And um, I've been marinating on this solo episode for a while, just kind of thinking about, you know, my journey as an entrepreneur, my journey into being obedient and, you know, what it kind of means to be and stay in alignment and what it takes to stay in alignment. Um, and so in thinking about that, I've been kind of jotting down notes the last couple of weeks about this particular episode. But before we get into all of that juiciness, and this will be probably a relatively short episode, um, also because it's Friday and Friday is my off day. Um, I declared Fridays as an off day uh, several weeks ago now. It's probably been over a month and I've been really doing really well with adhering to it. But because my birthday fell on a Friday this year, and because we're almost out of month with October, and I owe a solo episode for this month, so for all of those reasons, um, I decided to record the solo episode, which is fine. It doesn't really feel like work. It really is, you know, me. These ep- these solo episodes for me are personal development, and so um, I wanted to record this episode today because it's quite meaningful, as usual. Let me tell you what I'm sipping on because these solo episodes, it's just me talking and my mouth gets dry sometimes after so many minutes. And so I like to keep a beverage nearby. Now, my beverage today probably won't help with the dryness as much as it'll help with the joy. Okay, so today I'm sipping on a 2016 Malbec Real Wine Semi-Dry. And so during this episode... When I see fit, you'll hear moments of silence that sound like this. As I take a little sippy sip of this here mile back. Okay. All right. So let's get into how to use your obedience. Uh, How obedience is my trick to attaining white privilege. Now, this is a very interesting topic because... Uh, We know typically privilege, uh, the definition in and of itself is really something that you can't necessarily acquire. It's something that's given to you, oftentimes unknowingly. And so I'm going to break down what I mean by, you know, obedience is my trick to attaining white privilege. Um, And it's just been, again, these solo episodes are simply my observations uh, as I work in my space. And the health and wellness space is my observations as I continue to develop as a human, as an entrepreneur, as a black woman, you know, as a woman of color and, you know, kind of operating in white spaces. And so these are just some of my observations. So I really enjoy doing these episodes because 
I really believe there you a lot of you guys it, it you resonate with them. You know, we are you guys are my peers. I know. I know who listens to this podcast. You guys talk to me, share. And um so what resonates with me, I automatically know will resonate with you. Okay? So I want to start off by kind of um defining what exactly privilege is because my mentor and I think I mentioned this in a previous episode said often says that favor isn't fair, right? Favor is not fair. And so my definition, when I was kind of thinking about how I wanted to define privilege on this episode is this. Privilege is favor. Favor ain't fair, but it's also not luck, right? And so luck is something that you typically have absolutely no control over, right? You're walking down the street, you look down, there's a $5 bill on the ground. Oh my God, what luck am I having, right? Um, And so it's usually something you stumble upon, fall into. I remember, I don't listen to the radio. And I remember, I think it was a couple years ago, maybe one or two years ago, I got in my car and I randomly turned on the radio. And again, this is super rare for me. I have no idea why I did it, but I turned on the radio. It was a hip hop station on and the hip hop station was encouraging people to call in to win tickets to a comedy show. I've literally never done this. Something compelled me to pick up my phone and call the radio station. They answered and they said, congratulations, you've won tickets to the Cat Williams Comedy Show. And I was like, what? This is insane. They're like, yeah, your tickets will be at Will Call the night of the show. What's your name? What's your information? Just show your ID and boom, you got tickets. And I was like, wow, what what are the chances? What luck I'm having, right? And so that's luck, right? Luck is nothing that you necessarily positioned yourself to receive or to experience. It's just something that literally fell in your lap, right? But that isn't favor. And I think sometimes favor and luck are used interchangeably. Um, and the term favor is misconstrued, but favor is something you can position yourself to receive, which means if I define privilege as favor, that means privilege is something you can position yourself to receive. Now stay with me now, because I know you're thinking like, no white privilege. That means that they're getting, you know, this favor simply because of the color of their skin, something they had no control over. I get what you're saying. I get what you're thinking. That's exactly what I was thinking when I was first started this. I'm like, no, Lisa, that doesn't make sense. But then I started thinking about obedience. And anyway, I'll get into the juiciness. And so first things you need to know, again, is that I'm defining privilege here as favor. Okay. So, and again, favor ain't fair, right? Which means everyone, everyone can't have favor in the same scenario, right? Favor literally means you stand out amongst the rest, right? You're, oh, this is my favorite restaurant. This is my favorite food. This is my favorite color, right? Um, That's my favorite kid, right? Um, This is my favorite, whatever, my favorite book. So favor ain't fair. You stand out among the rest. So how can you position yourself by being obedient to stand out amongst the rest. And that's essentially what I want to talk about today. You know, you can actually acquire your own form of white privilege. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Okay. Now, um, at the end of this episode, um, I'm going to also share one more thing that I'm doing 
um, as I've been thinking, if you guys listened to the last Black Health Academy episode where we talked about uh, overwhelm and burnout, I'm going to share, you know, at the end of this, this episode, one of my thoughts. I kept continuing to think after that episode, I continued to think kind of about burnout and overwhelm and one of the ways to overcome that. So I plan to share that at the end of this episode as well. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more about privilege. So again, privilege is favor. And so what I define privilege as this privilege is receiving favor or an advantage, oftentimes unknowingly because of something you didn't choose, like your race, your sex, your age, your nationality. Right. So here's the thing. You also didn't choose your gift. So remember, these obedience episodes are all about what it means to, first of all, be obedient to your calling in life, to be in alignment. Right. And to operate in your gift. So just like your race, your sex, your nationality. You also didn't choose your gift. Now, if you've been keeping up with these obedience episodes, you know that I, in an earlier episode, defined for you the difference between a gift and a talent, right? Because a talent is something that you literally invested time, money, energy, and an and attention into attaining, right? It's not something you're born with. You know, you're a wonderful pianist, right? Or you're a wonderful songstress, or you're a wonderful HR consultant, right? Or you're a wonderful dancer, not because you just came out the womb knowing how to do those things at a high level. You know, you may be predisposed with some talent, but you literally had to invest time, energy, money, and attention into perfecting it and being, you know, an exceptional um, act. So that's a talent, right? It's something that you literally devoted energy into becoming or skill that you devoted energy into acquiring, right? So now maybe you're an expert electrician, right? Because you, you know, went to school, you studied it as, you know, as a, as a trade. Um, and so it's something that you have mastered. That's a talent. Okay. But gift is something that again, comes easier to you than it does to most people naturally, naturally. So now I'm right now I'm saying you did not choose your gift. You chose your talents, but you did not choose your gift. And so when it comes to privilege, you get privilege or an advantage oftentimes unknowingly because of something you didn't choose, i.e. your gift, right? And so one of the ways that you are going to uh, start receiving benefits um, that you, that one receives when they get white privilege is by operating in your gift. So let me break down what I mean by this. So when we think about white privilege, um, we're often talking about, you know, people of, you know, Caucasian people getting something or advantages, people making assumptions about them strictly because of their color, right? So there's assumptions made about you when you're white that happen to work in your favor, okay? So this favor that you're getting is strictly because of the color of your skin, right? And so when you're white, white privilege says that you don't have to prove yourself, when it comes to trying to attain resources, white privilege says that it's assumed that you meet the requirements, that you're automatically qualified, that you're good for it, quote unquote, good for it, that being with you or doing business with you is safe. 
right? That's white privilege. So it's assuming that, you know, this is going to a white business, you're going to get treated better. You're going to get better service. You're going to get better follow through. You're going to get better customer service. You might even get better pricing, right? Um, it's assumed that when you walk into the boardroom, you're sharp, you're qualified. Everything that you put on your resume is true and accurate. Everything that you said you could do, you know, to be in this room, we already believe you can do, right? You don't have to prove it to us. You don't have to go through an assessment period to prove it to us. We already believe in you. Right. Um, when you get in front of that podium and you're speaking to people or constituents, you automatically have credibility. Right. Wherever space you show up in with your right skin, you are credible. Right. That is favor. That is your white privilege. OK. And so how do you get that by being obedient? So let me tell you how I've tapped into some of my own quote unquote, quote unquote, white privilege. <laughs> so. OK, so <clears throat> let me go back to let me backtrack here and talk about why uh, obedience is so hard to get you to understand why being obedient is going to give you favor. The reason obedience is so hard is because it wasn't your idea. OK, obedience is all about being in alignment. Being in alignment is all about operating in your gift, wholly, fully, full out. Right with reckless abandon, like you operating your gift because you know this is what you're supposed to be doing and you you don't allow anything to misalign you. You don't allow anything to throw you off of your path, right? You are committed fully to operating in your gift. But the reason doing that is so difficult for so many people is because that gift wasn't your idea. So you're resisting operating in your gift or you're resisting being obedient because you want to do what you want to do or you want to do what feels safe. Mm. OK, so again, you want to do what you want to do or you want to do what feels safe. You want to do what somebody else wants you to do or you want to do what feels safe. Right. So mo most of us, we resist being obedient or operating in our gift because we're mostly living in the past, not the future because the future ain't here yet. And we don't know what that holds, but usually we're living in the past. Um, maybe we've had past failures that's deterring us or hindering us from going forward, or we've had past successes that we fear we can't recreate. Right. And so either way, we're operating in a space of fear. Right. Um, whether that fear comes from failure or success. And. So we're living in the past and because our gift wasn't our idea. Right. Like so I thought, you know, uh, going to school and everything because I didn't know what my gift was when I was in college. I, I hadn't identified it yet. Right. So I was just following in my, my friend at the time's footsteps and I decided to go to school to be a social worker. I'm like, okay, she's going to major in psychology. When she graduates from college, she's applying for a job with the state of Michigan and social work. I'm going to do the same thing. They say that a degree in social work means I can, a, a degree in psychology means I can work in social work. So I guess I'll do that. It was never, you know, I was never called or pulled to do that, but I was just following in somebody else's footsteps because I didn't know, I knew to go to college, but I didn't know what to major in. I, I certainly wasn't pulled toward 
any one particular major. And so I just followed in the footsteps of someone that was close to me, right? And so, but that wasn't my gift. It wasn't my idea to do that, right? And so <clears throat> that was someone else's idea. And so what happens is oftentimes we do what's safe. That was safe because I knew somebody else who was doing it. We were going to take all the same classes. We were living together at the time. Um, and, you know, everything I read said that a psychology major was a pretty easy major, right? Not a lot of math and science, not a lot of complex courses. Um, and so I was doing what was safe and convenient. Um, and I was following in someone else's footsteps. And so I certainly wasn't being obedient. Right. But what began to happen is that as I slow, as I begin to work in social work, my gift began to push up against this thing that I had chose to do. Right. And as and it slowly was revealed how out of alignment I was. Right. And so I eventually got pushed to the point where I had to make a decision. Do I take a leap of faith and quit this job to move abroad and do something totally different? Or do I stay here where it's safe with benefits and a 401k and, you know, a little bit of seniority in this position that I have? And I happen to have a title of a position that only I held in my county. And so, um, you know, this is, should I leave this security net um, to go venture off into something that's not even going to pay me yet? Um, and I decided to, to do that, to do just that. However, most of us don't choose that. Most of us choose to stay safe because, number one, we're not just responsible for ourselves. And so we have other people to think about. Um, and so we feel like we can't risk it. We can't risk their safety. We can't risk their well-being um, by, by, you know, choosing now to be obedient. So we'll wait until things are a little more safe before we decide to take a leap. Right. And so but the reason the thing that you're trying that you're choosing to do, whether it be, you know, social work or HR or just continue to work in a job that you're not crazy about. The reason it's so difficult to be there is because you're disobedient. And when you're disobedient, things are a little tougher, like the resistance that you feel when you um, have to wake up in the morning to start that job, uh, the resistance that it takes to get things done on the job, whether it be, you know, getting time off or, you know, just doing the work in and of itself, like trying to work with coworkers and you can't get your job done done until they do their job in this other department. It's just so much resistance there, right? Um, it's just not easy flowing, right? It gives you anxiety. Maybe it causes depression. Maybe it literally emotionally and mentally exhausts you because even on your off days, you're thinking about having to be there, right? And so in your career, there's so much resistance between you and what you're choosing to do because you're so out of alignment and understand this, whatever you're not changing, you're choosing. OK, so you can make the argument that, no, I'm not choosing to do this. I have to do this for these reasons. But I promise you, you're choosing that every single day and whatever you're not changing, you're choosing period. And so whether it's a relationship, a career, you know, a health status, right? Whatever you're not changing, you are choosing. Okay. Let's be clear about that. But because you're choosing this thing that's out of alignment, out of alignment or incongruent with who you are and, and the gift in which you should be operating in, everything is met with resistance. Now, let me tell you the flip side of that coin for those of you who are operating in alignment and those of you who are on purpose um, and who and those of you 
who are operating in your gifts. First of all, congratulations. I'm so proud of you because I know there's sometimes a level of fear that comes with operating in your gift. But what happens when you operate in your gift? Things come easy. Now, don't this get this confused with it doesn't take hard work. It takes hard work, right? And operating your gift doesn't always mean working for yourself, just to be clear. So I'm not saying you're not operating your gift if you're not an entrepreneur. Absolutely. That's absolutely what I'm not saying. Okay. But it takes hard work still to be successful at anything you want to do, right? However, that hard work doesn't necessarily mean that it's difficult to attain the resources, the context, the, the networks that you need to do what you need to do. See, attaining the resources in order for me to operate in my gift is easy, believe it or not. It's easy. Right? Why? Because I'm obedient. Being obedient positions you to not be denied, or ignored for opportunities because when you're on purpose, you're already the best at what you do. If you have ensured that hard work has been met with your gift, that you have collided hard work with your gift, because you can be gifted at something and it's lying dormant. But if you're actively operating in your gift and you're actively working at it consistently, like professional development is so huge for me, why? Because I'm making sure my gift is being realized because your gift can be lying dormant. But when you pair your gift with hard work, it ensures that you are always positioned for opportunities and that these, these things will flow and come easy to you. So white privilege says that you don't have to prove yourself when it comes to resources. This is the exact same thing that happens when you're operating your gift, right? I already, I show up into spaces and places where I've already been highly recommended, where I've been referred. My name has made, my name landed in that room before I did. Your name is circulating in rooms that your feet have not stepped foot in yet when you're operating in your gift, which means just like white privilege, when I show up, it's automatically assumed that I'm the best, I'm good at what I do, that I am credible, right? I'm credible, she's good for it, right? She is about to knock y'all socks off. She's gonna get on this mic and she's about to knock y'all socks off. She knows her stuff. Why? Because I've been operating in my gift so long that I've developed credibility. I've positioned myself as, as an expert, right? I have receipts, right? So my knowledge, skills, and, and, and abilities, my knowledge, skills, and abilities have spoken for me. I've paired it with hard work. So I have the entire formula, right? And so things flow to me easily. When I was asked to be the executive director of a plant-based organization, it literally fell in my lap. There was not an application process. I didn't even know he was looking for an ED. Literally, we were on a random video conference. And he said, what do you think about just taking over? I said, whoa, right? And so just operating in my gift of, you know, being sharp, business-minded, but speaking, teaching, 
afforded me this opportunity, which has led to in the past 14 months, countless other opportunities that I can't even believe. Right. But it's because I've been operating in my gift. And so when I did that, I began to get favor or privilege. Again, favor ain't fair, but it's also not luck. None of the things that I've been able to achieve in my career this far have been due to just luck, right? It's been mostly due to positioning, intentional positioning. But that positioning came from operating obediently. So what are you? I know I was called to be a speaker, a communicator, to teach That is what I am gifted at, right? And me operating in that, being obedient to that consistently has positioned me for countless other opportunities and it will continue to do so with no doubt in my mind. So remember, the the trick to white privilege is obedience. Just like white privilege gives favor, credibility, right? Assumptions that... You know, you're good for it. You're qualified. That's exactly what being obedient does for you when you're in your gift. Right. So this is a way that we can tap into this thing that we thought we didn't have access to as people of color. You have access to white privilege with regard to, you know, in in the business and career space. This is available to you. Right. But you have to make it a non-negotiable. You have to make operating obediently and in alignment a non-negotiable. And many of you can testify to this. I have a client right now. He um, started working with me. He's a business coaching client. He started working with me about a year and a half ago. And since working with me in just literally this year and a half, we've been able to Uh, have him walk off his nine to five job and operate full time as a spiritual empowerment coach. He has one on one clients and that is helping to fund his lifestyle. He is um, running uh, small groups. He is writing his first book. He is Getting, he just got his first returning client. So since we've been doing one-on-ones, he just got his first returning client. So it was a coaching client who worked with him for about 12 weeks. Um, You know, they had did what they needed to do together. They went their separate ways. This client just came back and said, you know, I just got this new thing happening in my life and I want you to coach me through that. He's been getting referrals, people coming to him saying, so-and-so referred you to me. Right. This is him operating obediently. Did I mention he's married with two children? And so for him to walk off a very, very secure, safe job in order to operate in his gift. When I tell you things have been coming to him seamlessly. Seamlessly. Right. The privilege is flaring all over the place. It's insane. And so just remember um, that when you are obedient and when you are in alignment, the locks on doors fall off. Right. The ceilings no longer exist. Okay, you automatically have credibility. You're positioned as the expert, but that's only because you've been being obedient for X amount of days, months, years. And so your favor, your favor 
will be so obvious and pure. And you'll wonder like, wow, like, why is this this easy? And be careful with this privilege because what happens sometimes is that you will begin to doubt it because it's not difficult. See, one of the mistakes we make oftentimes that I made early on in my career as an entrepreneur was I thought it was supposed to be difficult for it to be valuable uh, or for it to be legit. Like, is this real? Are you really just going to give me this, hand me this, give me this opportunity? You start questioning things when it doesn't come with with a, a level of cha- uh, of challenge, of, of arduous, of, uh, if it's not an arduous task, then you sometimes begin to question it. Right. But I want to encourage you to grasp a firm understanding that when you are in alignment, favor will fall so heavily on your lap that you can make the mistake of questioning it to the point where you believe that this isn't real and you could sabotage yourself and talk yourself right out of an opportunity. Why? Because you're not trusting and understanding how favor and privilege works. Okay. So that's the, that's the, that's the red, uh, red tag warning on that, right? Like just make sure that you understand it doesn't have to be hard to attain for it to be valuable. I remember I used to think it had to take so much work on the back end to create a product or service for me to really make money for it. I'm like, if I could just throw something together in 30 minutes or an hour and put it up for sale, I ain't going to make no money. I got to deal with tech. I got to go on the back end and I got to slave over this document, you know, for weeks you know, or this product and it's got to be hard. No, it does not have to be hard. So much in life does not have to be difficult. Your work doesn't have to be difficult. Your relationships don't have to be difficult. Like getting healthy ain't got to be hard. Trust me. Trust me. When you're in alignment, things will come to you and you will begin to question the validity, validity of them because they came so easy. But understand, favor ain't fair, but it's also not luck. So you have to position yourself to receive favor. Okay. All right. That's all I got for y'all on my birthday episode. But let me leave you with one more thing that I told you I wanted to tell you at the end of this episode. One second. Okay. So... I was reading um, something. I think it was, uh, was it a horoscope? I don't know. I was reading something um, a couple weeks ago, and it was just talking about growth and expansion. And I realized that in the past, you know, several years, I've been in business five years for myself. And I think I've been in a nonstop season of growth and expansion nonstop, like just a nonstop season of growth and expansion. And what I realized in thinking about me being burnt out these last couple of months and realizing, first of all, coming to the realization that I was burnt out from work, um, was that you can't always be in a season of growth and expansion. Now, some of y'all are probably like, duh, Lise, right? I had no idea, y'all. I had no idea that you could not be consistently in a season of growth and expansion, right? I had no idea. And so I thought, you know, you work to achieve something, you achieve it, 
forget celebrating or being still or letting what you achieve to now work for you. No, you go on to achieve something else. I completely missed the step about letting what you achieve to work for you. What? What? So I always thought like create, create, create. You're always in a season of creation. You're always in a, in a, um, uh, in a season of production, right? I'm always producing something, right? I'm always like, okay, I need this next p- bit of content. What, what? Let me create this course. Let me create these classes. Let me create, now let me create this certification. Let me create this lecture. Let me create. So I was always in a season of growth and expansion. Oh my, now I got to grow my email list. I got to grow my business. I got to, I got to go from, you know, um, from B to C to B to B. I need to be getting corporate clients. I need to be getting contracts. I need to be. So I was always in a season of growth and an expansion, not realizing that when you do the work to produce, Right. Once you birth something in business, a product or a service, you're doing that essentially to sit back and let what you birth work for you. From what I hear, like one of the perks of having kids, it's like you ain't always got to get up and get your own remote and cut the light off and pour yourself a cup of water. Let what you birthed work for you. That might have been a bad example, but you get what I'm saying. Like you did the work to create this thing. And part of the perks of that is sitting back and letting it work for you. So if I create a product, if I, when I created farm to table course, right, I'm like every semester, I got to make it better. I got to make it better. Like it, it doesn't get easier, believe it or not. Like since I've been teaching this course, it hasn't gotten easier. It's actually gotten more challenging because I always be I always identify what I believe is a flaw in the course and so every semester I'm like we got to change this we got to add this we need extra credit now we need you know okay no now I gotta I need to pre-record some of this okay no now I need to add facilitators now okay wait now I need to create a platform so that you know they have a place to access their homework we can't just email it to them no so every single semester for farm to table my product farm to table has been a semester of growth and expansion so what i decided for 2021 you know starting right away in january when we um have the next course is that i am going to allow my course to work for me i am not going to keep tweaking it i looking for flaws trying to improve it that is why i'm always so overwhelmed that is why in the beginning of this year i had to create a rule that i'm going to take a vacation before and after every single semester that i teach why does why do i love it so much yet it burns me out so much right so i'm like okay you have automations in place you have systems in place you have people in place i have an assistant that only works on farm to table right and so you have positioned yourself to be able to get some relief yet you continue to create things that um, stops you from being able to do that, right? And the same thing with now I need to work on my certification that I'm creating. And then I also need to work on this and that. And so, you know, I have not, I've always been in a season of growth and expansion. And so for me, what I've decided, there's only two things that I'm committing to creating in 2021 that have already production already started in 2020. So I need to finish it up in 2021. There's two pretty big projects that are coming in 2021. And then I'm vowing 
to remove myself from a season of growth and expansion. Right. Um, and I am 100 percent committed to this because that is part of the reason of burnout. It's self it's self-inflicted. And I said at the end of that particular podcast episode where we talked about burnout, um, I said we're all self-made. So I'm not blaming my burnout on anyone. I absolutely love what I do. And so I can I continue to do it at a high level. But it's also been at a level that's been sometimes detrimental to my mental and emotional health. And so um I am removing myself from a season of growth and expansion and allowing what I created to work for me because I've earned that. Right. And so there's going to be areas of my life that have nothing to do with work that are going to move to the top of the priority list list in 2021. And that's a really big deal. So if you find that you are dealing with overwhelm, burnout, exhaustion, um, and you're being obedient because those things can still come with being obedient, not because things are hard to get just because you're always trying to make things better, um, like, like myself. And so if you find yourself that, uh, to be in a consistent season of growth and expansion, I highly encourage you to, um, stop, literally stop. You know, I read this really cool, um, little quote from my mentor in my head. Her name is Myleek Till. She's the founder of a company called Curlbox. And I really love Myleek. And she wrote something. Let me see if I can find it really quickly that I thought was, you know, pretty spot on and kind of spoke to me in um, the space that I'm operating in. And so I think it might actually speak to you guys. I'm going to try and pull it up here. But this season of growth and expansion, like it, I read, like I, like I said, I can't remember what I read. I don't know if it was a horoscope or what it was, but it was just like, it was literally like, duh, Lise. It was literally like, duh, like, why do you keep doing this to yourself? Why do you think I always have, I can never be, and, and just being clear, like not being in a season of growth and expansion doesn't mean you were stagnant. It doesn't mean that you're not working. It doesn't mean that you're not being productive. You're just being productive in a different way. It looks differently. Um, and it's on another part in your life that others can't see. And sometimes that feels like, okay, they don't see me being productive. And so I'm not being productive, but I can guarantee you more than likely, uh, that is not the case. And so I encourage you to, um, evaluate your life. If you feel like, you know, I don't know what's going on, but I know I am not, you know, I'm burnt out, even though I love what I do and I'm doing it at a high level, I'm consistently exhausted. Then I encourage you to, um, explore, you know, take a look back at the last several months, years, or however far back you need to go for your life. And, you know, have you been in a consistent season of growth and expansion? Because that can be just as, uh, has just as negative an impact on your health as not being in a season of growth and expansion. Now, for some of us, it's the opposite. We have been stagnant and we need to move into a season of growth and expansion. Um, but it's my birthday. And so I'm talking about me, you know what I'm saying? Um, Dog on it, y'all. I cannot find this quote by my leak. I'm so upset. I just looked at it in my phone today and now I'm scrolling. Um, I thought, I, I guess I moved it to another space in my album thinking I was saving it and it doesn't look like I did a good job at doing that. So I can't find it. 
but it was it was basically spoke to uh, basically, you know, you don't have to if during this downtime that we have during quarantine or whatever, even though things have kind of picked back up, you don't always have to be working on something. You don't always have to be, you know, getting a, acquiring a skill or a trade or working on something. You can just stop and be still. And that's allowed. And I never knew that. Right. I knew that stillness, rest and restoration was available to me. But I also knew that I had all these ideas in my mind that I wanted to birth and I couldn't leave them um, by the wayside because I believe because I'm a chronic action taker. And so I believe very wholly and fully in like the five second rule, like when you have an idea, you act on it. Um, But I'm going to remove myself from that season for the sake of mental health and well-being. Oh, I found it. And what it says is this, and I'm going to leave you guys with this quote. It says, I've spent most of my adult life overworking and over-functioning. If you don't feel compelled to do anything while at home, don't. You don't have to learn a skill or trade or anything. Your work now is dealing with yourself. You've been used to creating so many distractions. One more time. I've spent most of my adult life overworking and overfunctioning. If you don't feel compelled to do anything while at home, don't. You don't have to learn a skill or trade or anything. Your work now is dealing with yourself when you've been used to creating so many distractions. Juicy, juicy, juicy. Listen, drop me a note. Drop me a line. You know, give me some birthday shout outs, whatever y'all feel like doing. I'm going to finish this mile back and chill. I think I, I think I got dinner plans tonight. I don't know what else is coming, you know, for my birthday yesterday to bring in my birthday. I made dinner for the girls. I made dinner for, uh, Tiff and Jay and they came over and, uh, we had dinner together and some wonderful laughs and created some memories tonight, got dinner plans. And so, you know, pedicures for the morning and just, you know, doing some stuff around my new home. And so it's really my season of growth and expansion. You know, I just want to take a moment today to reflect on what I've been able to acquire because of it. Um, and, and most of what I've been able to acquire is simply happiness and joy. And I'm going to take, you know, some time to reflect on that now, to chill out, uh, cook some good food, you know, hang out. I went out and got some fresh plants this morning so because I, I ordered new planters, which arrived today. So I'm going to put those up because beautiful things give me so much joy. So I love to surround myself with beautiful things and decor um, and aesthetics. And so I'm going to do some more of that and finish this glass of mile back. And I hope this was beneficial. Listen, go out and get you some white privilege by being obedient today, honey. I promise you, operating your gift and watch how easy things come for you. I'll talk to y'all later. Ciao.